Why did Elvis Presley's manager sell badges that said, I hate Elvis? The answer at the end of the show. My name's Tom Scott, and this is Lateral. Welcome to the show that turns people into politicians, because for the next 45 minutes or so, they're going to have to answer questions they have no idea about. Joining us this time, we start from her isolation before going to Antarctica, science communicator Virginia Shooty. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you doing? How, how is preparation for the big trip? It's great. It's very eye of Sauron, this trip. Like nobody thinks about it until all of a sudden everything needs to happen immediately and it's the only focus. So it's exciting. Also joining us from his magical studio of wonders in California, Mark Rober. Hey, you've been to my magical studio. Good. <laughs> I have I have been to the magical studio and uh the anecdote I want to tell about it I cannot tell in public. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just say I, I had I had a great time. Uh I fired a ball uh from a tennis ball cannon and got it in the hole just not on the shot that would that would have won me $10,000. I'll true. I'll take that drag. That's true. And finally joining us from uh what I can only assume is some mysterious AI assisted base. Um Jabrils, how are you doing? What's up, Tom? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, can you talk about what you're working on right now? Because because uh, I don't know I don't uh, know if no. your video we collaborated on will have gone out by the time this show airs. It's top secret. Top secret. I can't <laughs> talk about it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm working on a. I, I made an AI game where you play spot the fake, but you're spotting the AI generated image, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Thank you for guest appearing on that. I uh, I look forward to definitely not being the best person in that group. Mm. <laughs> you might be surprised. <laughs> you might be surprised. <laughs> our guests are going to face a series of weird and wonderful questions that they have no clue about, but our diabolical question writers definitely do. So I'll start you off with this. In an advert from 2001 that was later banned, a young boy is seen buying three cans of soda, but only taking the third one away with him. What is the plot line? I'll say that again. In an advert from 2001 that was later banned, a young boy is seen buying three cans of soda, but only taking the third one away with him. What is the plot line? Good luck, folks. Off you go. Mm, here we go. I wonder mm. if 2001 matters. What's the plot? Like, some significant things happened in 2001. Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like early okay, to mid-September. Just before we go to a dark place on the first question, <laughs> like my job right now is to shut up and let you uh, experiment with this. But I'll, I'll tell you right now, this is not about news events in 2001. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's not okay, Y2K okay. soda, Tom? <laughs> uh, so is it like a pressed for time plot line where... Oh, I don't have time to grab <laughs> Yeah, but it was... Yeah, it was later banned. So it's like, what's the offensive thing about it, right? Um, I was thinking like mm. Al Qaeda Cola. <laughs> Tom already steered us away from that. <laughs> I was thinking charity soda that they were trying to give it away and that wasn't allowed. <laughs> Different tracks here. <laughs> Mark, you went there. You went there. I'm just going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to go a little over. <laughs> Out of the gate. If, if we put this up as a highlight on YouTube now, I now have to tick the box saying, does it mention, fle does it have fleeting mentions of terrorist <laughs> attacks? So thank you for that. That's You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just going to try and get this demonetized as much as possible for you. 
Let's see. So he didn't. He he took the third one, but didn't take the first two. You said right. Yeah. And it was later banned. Hmm. And he bought all three. Yes. Um. Okay. Does does the setting matter? Like the fact that this is just a uh, the grocery store versus a, a vending machine. The setting is probably pretty important, right? Yes, absolutely right. And it was one of those two. Oh. Uh, would the would the cashier potentially influence the kid's decision to take all three? Oh man! If you knew the answer to that, you would know just how. I, oh, I can't! I can't give you an answer to that. I can't give you an answer to that to, without <laughs> giving away too many clues. Um, yes, something about the way it was bought is is relevant here. Mm, like, um, like, was it with? Was it with cash? Was it maybe it was like stolen money? Let's see. He. he... Yeah, I'm still on this charity soda line, and so I'm thinking like. I'm thinking vending machine and oh. like Robin Hood gifts to the poor. So like the money for the buying is stolen, which is bad and banned later. But the deed is good. And so I can't get off the charity soda idea. <laughs> I'm stuck there. <laughs> your, your jump to vending machine is correct. Oh, well, good. Mm. The, the rest, unfortunately not, but it was from Tom, a Tom, I'm offended by that. <laughs> I think you, you cannot be right. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to ask, are they all the same branded uh, cans? No, they're so not. Whatever. That is a very good question. Okay. By the way, I feel okay. like through this, I need to be stroking my chin the whole time, as is Jabril. <laughs> for those of you listening, I, I feel like I'm going to be doing that for two hours, and my chin is going to be raw by the end of the I, I didn't even realize it. Thanks. Yeah, it's it like, um, the question is, why would it be banned? But it's like, um, he was just trying to get the thing he wanted. So it's like, oh, it gave me, you know, Diet Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, then Coke. And maybe there was, didn't there used to be laws or something where it's like, you can't slander other brands. You know, I remember when um, Burger King or someone came out with a commercial and it was like, she actually got sued, whoever was in it. I, I don't know the story here, but there's some story of like an actor was in a commercial, a six-year-old, and they featured McDonald's and were like trashing on McDonald's. And she got sued as like the child actor. I think that's like a thing. <laughs> oh so maybe this God. is like the time period where it's like that hadn't been breached and so the fact that it was like another brand is the thing that was banned you have nailed almost all the points of this you've nailed almost all the right points you're absolutely <laughs> right that's why it was banned and you've even guessed the brands involved oh, it was really? Coca-Cola and Pepsi but you're missing one key bit here which is what was the plot line yeah 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 exactly so why would you need to buy two does it have um, to do with the different, because yeah. there, at some, I can't remember when, but when did people start doing like, I remember there was zero and light and like the fake sugar and the, you remember all those varieties of like, not the real soda there were, was there, is there a commentary there on, or is that too specific? Or I think it's the mechanism though of like, why? So maybe it was in a thing where it's like, you know how the ones that curl and come forward? And there was like two Pepsis and a Coke was the third in line. So you bought Pepsi, Pepsi, and now the third one was up in line to corkscrew out, and then it was Coke or something. There's something with the mechanism of the vending machine, maybe. I have a Hail Mary. I have a Hail Mary. Here we go. All right, hear me out, okay? 
It's a father and daughter, okay? They're at a vending machine. Here's the plot, okay? And the daughter simply says, Dad, I want the good drink. And he says, okay, I'm going to get you Pepsi. He gives to her, says, this is not the good drink. She gets mad. She throws it on the ground and bursts open. He says, okay, let me try again. He goes, there's another one. Coke comes out, gives the dollar. She's like, this is not the good drink. Those now burst open. And then he goes for a third try, okay? The third one in his Mountain Dew. Gives it to his daughter, and she's like, yeah! <laughs> and the commercial ends just like that. You would make an excellent advertising exec. Uh, <laughs> and like, that's great. It's a great pitch for an advert. There are a couple of words in the question that you all have skipped over, oh. which is that it was a young oh. boy buying three cans of soda. It's for his girlfriend. A young girlfriend. Young boy. Which was banned later because it was creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he's a young boy. So was it... You said I got the we got the brains right of Coke and Pepsi. Otherwise, I would say he bought like yeah. two cans of alcohol or something because he was young. Oh... <laughs> What was that? Also, Mark, I, I have, I've seen that kind of fake front office that you have in your studio. Like yeah. you have a vending machine in there. Yeah. Admittedly, it like goes, it, you pull it open and it's actually a secret chute to get to the upper floor of your office. Yeah, but yeah. have a think about a kid standing there, young kid oh, standing there. Oh, I see. I think I got it. So he, the, the button to hit the soda he wanted was too high. So he bought yeah. two of the cruddy ones lower, stood on the cans to hit the third one. Absolutely Genius. right. And Virginia, I saw <laughs> oh my you were God. like half a second behind there. I saw your eyes light yeah. up. Oh, sorry, Virginia. Sorry. No, you got there before me. It's all good. We're a team. Are we a team? Are you competing? Yeah, we're, Mark, yeah, so are we a team? Never mind, I'm mad. <laughs> no, I'm trying to beat Mark. I want to beat Mark. I'm, I'm always wary when oh, the players no. realize that they can team up against me. That's hmm. that's yeah. always a, a, a weird moment. I that for from me. the start, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, same. So we're winning one to zero versus Tom. That's what this comes down to. Uh, my producer has also told me, uh, Mark, that after some research, that child actor was Sarah Michelle Geller, who oh. went on to play Buffy. Not not doing the uh, not doing the vending machine, but the one who was sued by McDonald's. Uh, she was aged five at the time. Wow! So that was true. So is the band is the band element? like a commentary on how Coke and Pepsi are like basically trash to just stand on to get what you want. Uh, I banned for legal reasons rather than any sort of government intervention. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that's true anymore. Right. But like, I think you can put competitors in your thing, or at least maybe they tried to sue them and maybe it didn't hold water because now people put other people's companies in their commercials. Right. They do in America. I think that's still not a thing you can do in the UK because I've seen, I can't remember what it was. I, I, I can't remember what the company was or what they did. I just remember seeing adverts on the tube that were like advertising some office building or something like that. And sorry, name of other company in a speech bubble in there, like deliberately calling them out. And then I remember seeing a couple of months later, exactly the same ads, but with a fake piece of tape over the name. So someone had clearly got involved and angry about it. So I think mm. that's still a thing you can't do. In the well, I mean, there was just a Super Bowl commercial that did this, where it was like two beers, Budweiser or Miller or something. And it's like, what is this a commercial for? And in the end, it was like Blue Moon. And it's like, 
they literally, this is just the sewer. And this is kind of the point of it is you thought it was one of these two companies. And in the end, it was like a third beer company. Um, and now they're getting me talking about it. So it worked. It was effective advertising. <laughs> Go drink Blue Moon, say, everyone. <laughs> If you're Anheuser-Busch or one of the, the big beer companies and one of your rivals says, we'd like to use your name in a Super Bowl commercial, they'll probably say yes anyway. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Little did you know, they all split the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes, in an advert from 2001, a boy buys two cans of Coca-Cola from a vending machine so he can stand on them and get to the Pepsi button. The next question comes from one of our guests. As ever, I don't know the question. I certainly don't know the answer. So, Jabrils, we're going to start with you. What have you got? Okay. Three metallic items in a row with rubber symbols for pause, stop, and play on them. However, they do not operate anything to do with media. What are they? I'm going to say it one more time. <clears throat> Three metallic items in a row have rubber symbols on them for pause, stop, and play. However, they do not operate anything to do with media. What are they? Interesting. Well, I think the biggest thing, the first time you read it, I was in my head, I was thinking buttons. And I think the fact that it says items and not buttons is very important here. Uh, oh, I, you're I getting good at metagaming this immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do love these kind of like lateral thinking puzzles. I love it's fun to work through. So yeah, items. that's good. You have exactly the right show for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, items. I feel like if we if we crack that, I bet we got it. What could the items be? Metal with rubber makes me think of old timey stamps. So I'm thinking like some king at a jousting tournament is like pause. I need to pee and then stop, someone died, and then, like, play, we're all good to go anyway. That's that's where I'm going, with the rubber on the metal. Mm. And why... Right, so the king is... It, hang on, so he's kind of holding them up to to stop the action? Or? Yes, I haven't thought this through that far, but now that I'm going <laughs> with this, I'm thinking, like, those signs where you rate people by holding up, like, 10 out of 10, only it's like, pause, the king's peeing, or something like that. <laughs> You, sure. that's, part, that's I like that. And it's like, the reason <laughs> he would need to do that is because not everyone, I, those are universal symbols, right? So there could be a thing here where not everyone speaks the same language, which like in Ooh. the jousting tournament, if they're all from different places, right? Like that's, those are, those are icons that everyone knows. So I wonder if there's an element here where you need it to be kind of universal, which is why it's helpful. I'm assuming you mean like medieval times, the restaurant jousting tournament. That like this is, this is not something that magically yes. happened to, in the 17th century, but that they happen to have our current play and pause button. <laughs> oh, I was I was absolutely We're going there. I was fan. going all the way okay. there. But sure, we yeah. could do medieval times. That's also good. Tom, though, you don't know when those symbols. That's where they originated yeah. from this tournament, and it's just held over to this day. <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> I've. See the thing is, I could believe that if you if you had your music in the background of the video, Mark, and you were like at a medieval <laughs> time scene saying these symbols actually go back four centuries, I you know what I would just believe that you would believe it, yeah, with the right background music and the right voice. <laughs> these symbols originally came from the YouTube voice. <laughs> oh, I could hear you switch the voice on. Uh, <laughs> are these are these symbols actually intended to mean 
play, pause, and stop? Or are they oh. just just symbols? Uh, they are symbols that are close enough. They're correlated enough to its actual functionality. Okay. And um, the metal items, are they bigger than a bread, bread box or smaller than a bread box? <laughs> uh, smaller. Smaller. Back when you first read the question, my thoughts went to jewellery for some reason. Oh. I went much, much smaller. I was thinking it was some like little little bracelet or necklace, and I don't know why my brain went there, but like metal thing with rubber on it went to like something on your body. R- rubber seems like it matters too, right? Otherwise, why not? If it's jewelry or something, why not just it's painted on or it's engraved, right? I'm trying to think of things made of metal and rubber, and all I've got are like tires, but I don't know why you would put that, that was clearly a stupid idea, but never mind. All right, I, I have another. I have another story we can run with. So the other reason to put rubber on metal, if you're not stamping things with it, is mm. to protect someone who might smash into it to provide a little buffer. So now mm. I'm thinking that, like, mm. you know, those uh, game shows where people just throw themselves into things and it's like a big obstacle course. What if there's some kind of yeah, where you have to hurl yourself against the play button to start a timer or and pause it for yourself and stop it for someone else or something like that. And then the rubber is the padding so you don't just conk yourself out on the metal. So, th- yeah, so that's a great... I love that. So, Jabril, <laughs> is, the, is the rubber there as a <laughs> protective measure? Is that why there's there in rub- rubber? Okay, so it's actually... It's not actually rubber padding but but tom you're in the right direction when you mentioned rubber tires so is it i wonder if it's a traction element oh is it maybe is it is it Mm. so the rover the rover on mars has a unique feature in the wheel it's in fact it's actually jpl spelled in morse code long story fun story actually good one for this podcast But basically, it's an I knew, odometry. I knew feature. that you had to get you had to get the Mars rover in there somewhere that, that you worked on. Just 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 gonna, just gonna slide that in. Did I work on that? Did I mention I here nor there? Here nor there. <laughs> uh, so so basically, as it rolls in the sand, it's an odometry feature. So you can look at the the prints and say, oh, if I see seven of that unique feature, you know the circumference of the wheels, you know how far the rover went. So all that's to say, Jabril, is there some is it so going back to Virginia's thing of it being like a stamp? Is this so that it leaves behind some mark because it's on some kind of wheel or anything like that? No. <laughs> okay. okay. Allow me to drop a hint. Allow okay. me to drop a hint. Okay. okay. It's a really simple hint. These items, a large percentage of the population interacts with almost on a daily basis. But he says it doesn't have to do with media. I mean, there's a lot of things that... um... Is it something in a car then? Or is it something around transit? Yes. Ah. It's metal, it's got rubber symbols on it for play, pause and stop, and it's somewhere near a car. The audience are going to be screaming at us. I know. know. Does it modify (laughs) the car in some way? Like, are we talking sunroofs and moonroofs or convertible top things it's a it's a very important feature to the car let's try narrowing in on the location i bet that would help is it if you're sitting in the car in the driver's seat are these within reach these Mm -hmm. buttons yes 
It's not the turning on button for the car, right? The new ones where you just push the button? No. If you take those symbols and you put them some other direction or something like that, can you make a different symbol out of them? Am I on the right lines there? Uh, I would stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> it doesn't have to do oh. with media. You can touch it from your car seat, like your seat adjustment. Yeah, but most people don't interact with that. Is, does it have to do with the comfort of the driver, where it's like, hey, if I push these, my experience is better in some way? Not directly. No. <laughs> this is infuriating. Yeah, oh, this I'm feels listening. like a, You guys are so close. You are so Someone's close. Someone's listening in their car you right so now, close. like touching the thing, being yeah. like, it's yeah. like right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you Someone's idiot. listening to this podcast. If, if you're driving, please keep your eyes on the road. Please do not look around for weird play symbols on metal and rubber. Is there like a final hint you can give us or something? Okay. Okay. Here's the final hint. This should give it to you, okay? So... The rubber symbols, their purpose is to stop from slipping. Yeah, so it's like a grip thing. <laughs> Did you say that should give it to us? <laughs> <laughs> this is maddening. Because okay. it's... <laughs> Do you touch it with your feet instead of your fingers? That's correct. <laughs> I mean, do the pedals have these symbols on? I didn't... Tom, Tom, you got it. It's just on the what? pedals? Tom, you got it. I'm confused. It's on the pedals. What? Uh, so from the image that I see, it is a image of three pedals, pause, stop, and play. Play is obviously accelerate, pause is break. I'm sorry, stop is break. I assume that pause is clutch in this image. Is this just one um, guy's video game car? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were assuming it was uh, all cars. This it, is just one said person's uh, car, Americans isn't it? interact with this every day. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I said a large population. I didn't oh, say Americans. come but on. What, I still call it BS on this. Hold on a second. So <laughs> is this a regulation in some countries where you have to have that on the pedals? The actual source is a guy in Russia. He modded his car to add the pause, stop, and play button to his just pedals. You did good, though. You did, well, you did really, really well. Okay. We, I feel like you should have told us at some point that it's one guy's car. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I realize you never said it was everyone's car. We just kind of assumed that. So, yes, a guy in Russia modified his car so that his pedals read, pause, stop, and play. The next question is from a listener. Thank you to Vichy Ayer. After a serious incident that happened in 1963, singer Frank Sinatra always kept a roll of dimes with him. He was even buried with them. These days, they wouldn't be necessary. What's the story? One more time. After a serious incident that happened in 1963, singer Frank Sinatra always kept a roll of dimes with him. He was even buried with them. These days, they wouldn't be necessary. What's the story? It's a payphone. He got stranded. And he needed to like, make a call. <laughs> so and so sometimes someone comes in immediately with most of the right answer and you have just done that mark you've you've skipped through most of the hints i've got yep absolutely for a payphone but i didn't ask what he was going to put them into i asked what's the story oh no does that ruin it i'm sorry not that, at all okay, not at all okay. you still got a lot to work out here. okay okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, 
he had some medical condition. He always needed to have money oh, for the paper. That's interesting. Oh, well, what kind of serious? This depends on who's serious we're talking about here. I was thinking like, oh, no, his love was going to the airport and there was a miscommunication and he had to stop them from leaving. Serious. Mm. <laughs> you are closer there, Virginia. It was a serious incident that involved someone else and it was someone close to him. How much do you know about Frank Sinatra's life story here? Yeah, not much. I know so much. I'm a historian. (laughs) He was a singer. I know that. Um, So, Tom, though, is it fair to say it's like is a safety? It's for safety reasons. Like he, he needed the ability to make a call if needed, right? For safety. So someone had a medical condition. It was a medical condition. Tom's nodding his head or he was on safety. Oh, no, 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 I know it. I think I might know this. Wasn't his son abducted or something and taken ransom? Oh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know where that came from in my brain. But yeah, like his son was abducted and they held him ransom. And I forget the rest. I think I listened to a podcast narrated by John Stamos about this or something. (laughs) Uh, But why would he need the dimes in case... um, but why would he need and it happened once so it scarred him so much that in case he ever had to call someone to to make a call to free them he would be able to do that or if he was kidnapped himself or anything like that kidnappers used the payphones to communicate so he always kept the dimes on his person for that reason wow mark you really carried this one you just busted right in <laughs> put it all up well, this is incredible <laughs> yeah i do like how these are i thought i was a frank snatcher it's done I, I, I was going to say, I do like how these are based in, like, real-life stories. So it's like, if you did remember a fact from way back when, it can help you in the things, you know, as opposed <laughs> to just being completely obscure. Also, the reason there's a podcast about the whole thing is that it's a bizarre set of events. The kidnappers rejected $1 million oh. and it sent back a counteroffer of 240000 They sent back a lower offer. For some reason. Um, all the money was recovered because as he was about to drop off the money, one of the kidnappers got nervous and released Frank Snatter Jr. anyway. Oh. The whole thing was a disaster start to finish. They got most of the money back. But yes, uh, Frank Snatter always kept a roll of dimes on him just in case. Yeah, from what I recall, they weren't they weren't necessarily uh, the sharpest tools in the tool chest. These guys who no. kind of cooked up this uh, this uh, kidnapping plot. It was pretty wild. You're completely right, Mark. Frank Sinatra always kept a roll of dimes on him just in case he needs to use a payphone for being kidnapped or other emergencies. Our next question comes from Virginia. When are you ready? This listener question has been sent in by Norman Liang. On certain days... Kids in Hong Kong are given a breakfast, such as two eggs with a sausage or sweet corn with a couple of dumplings. Why? I'm going to give it to you one more time. On certain days, kids in Hong Kong are given a breakfast, such as two eggs with a sausage or sweet corn with a couple of dumplings. Why? Did you say on certain days? Sorry. On certain days. I see. Hmm. So that could mean specific days like it's Christmas, or it could be Saturday and Sunday. So 
my first instinct is like this is some kind of like cultural appreciation thing. I don't feel like this is functional. Like they need it for energy for a thing. It's like remember our heritage. Like I feel like if we knew why these things were something that was in Holland or you know what I mean, something along those lines. And eggs and sausage. I was thinking it's some. It's a very American breakfast. Um, but then we got sweet corn and dumplings. I'm not convinced. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure there's any particular country that that's... My brain went to Holland on that one for some reason. <laughs> that makes no sense. I feel like the, the exact items matters less than... I bet if we figured out the days and why the days, that would mean, maybe would give us more clues. And you got an interesting bill, Tom, of like, is it, yeah, Christmas type of days? Oh, here's a question. Are those days the same every year? Like it's on the 25th of a thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I do not know the answer to this question, but my guess, no. I'm going to say no, because I think it would be more helpful to you all if the answer is no. The <laughs> days are somewhat consistent year to year, I would imagine, but they are not. Hello, we have arrived at this calendar date. Boop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Is there okay? So that rules out one thing. I, I, both the breakfasts had two of something and then something else. I was thinking it might be important that it was it was a number two or something like that. But you are on a good track. Okay. I would continue. It's not a great track. It's not the best track, but it might become a best track if you keep okay. going. Okay. So the numbers of Tom keyed in on the numbers of things, and you're saying that's not insignificant that it's one egg versus two eggs. Correct. Not insignificant is correct. I started so well, and now I'm like, I've found a thing in the... Uh, no, I, I, I can't work out what's doing <laughs> and, that. Do, and is it fair to say that this is not a typical breakfast in this area of Hong Kong? Like On most mornings, this is different for them, right? Like They may have something similar, but <clears throat> this is a notable breakfast that they receive. It is not the same as the other days. Does that have anything to do with like a, like a pro-democracy, like, you know, Hong Kong? Nope. We're just going to say no to that one and encourage okay. you to move on. <laughs> we do not need to touch that. Could it, be, <laughs> could it be for good luck or something like that, that it's before they are, before they're off to do exams or something like that and the, 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 the number two is for luck? That's not right. It's the number eight for luck, I think. But uh, uh, am, I, am I even vaguely close to that? You are half correct. You are half correct. Okay. Well, so there's is. a superstitious element to it? Well, well, so should I tell you which half is correct? I think oh, okay. I should. <laughs> you just, no, you just gave it away. You just gave it away. <laughs> is this kids like all across the country? Or is it? does it matter that it's like, actually, this is a specific school in a specific city? And that's part of the importance of this. More about kids everywhere. Got it. Is it for good luck? Is it, is it a, a superstitious thing? Were we, were we right there? It is for good luck, but it's not superstitious. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, because I'm, I'm going with like, I know, Mark, you started with like a cultural something. It's not like, if you eat two eggs on this day, then the sun will shine down upon you. It's, there's no like backstory here or anything like that. So it's meant yeah. to be for good luck, but there's a very practical 
So Tom mentioned the thing about exams. Is it does it have to do with if is it tied in some ways to kind of exams and like brain food? Yes, that well. So yes to exams, not to brain food. Mm. Oh, is it like there is this one guy, Albert Einstein, the smartest person in Hong Kong? He aced his his exams, and this is what he ate on this day. No, not at all. Is does it are there numbers in Hong Kong that are considered like lucky numbers, and then that goes back to、oh. one egg versus two? In that sense, in this in the, for this story, is it like the number of things that matter, and that's tied to the good luck? Oh, it's so they can share it. No, it's so they can give it to someone else. Oh, damn it! I had a full light. I had a full light bulb moment there, and it went、oh, nowhere. Damn it, Tom, Tom! What just happened there is you just dropped the mic, and Virginia's like, "Yeah, you can go ahead and pick your mic、yeah. back up." Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you were so just excited, and I just need to shut that down. <laughs> no, Mark, you are on the right track. It has to do with numbers, but not in the way you're currently thinking. Mm. And then you said it's not on like a specific calendar date as well. Correct. Well, I mean, it's on a specific date, but it's not like tied to a calendar of any sort. Right. Okay. Is it maybe that would help us if we narrow in on the exam potentially? Is it like, is it a test that happens once a year, or is it like five times a year, or that doesn't matter? It's whenever they go in for this exam, presumably. Or are we right with exams? Yes, you are right with exams. I don't have any information about like how、okay. many times a year this exam、yeah. happens. So yes, exam.、Oh, I was I was so happy with sharing. I was like, oh, you have to give one of these to your examiner for good luck or something like that to bribe the to bribe the examiner. You know, as the originator of the charity soda storyline, I think you I like <laughs> where your energy was at, but it's just not right for this question. <laughs> okay, so it's medieval times. There's a medieval times. He's holding up egg signs. <laughs> <laughs> hitting all your storylines, Virginia. <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to need a hint here, Virginia. We're going to need something. Think about the way the food looks on the plate. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred. <laughs> yeah, your sausage and、oh, your chewing,、oh, or your like dumpling and your corn fritter. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Of course. <laughs> And it's, good luck. Inspire the kids by showing them a 100 similar the breakfast.、Mm-hmm. Let me give you、oh. a little bit more information. These breakfasts literally look like the number 100. It's meant to be motivation to get 100 in your exam. So sort of lucky, but not like a backstory tied to some elaborate thing. <laughs> There are other presentations too, like a hot dog with two piles of rice or a banana with two donuts. So you can go nuts with the kind of food just as long as it looks like 100 to. Give that like you could do it, kid. That's cool.、Yeah. Nice. And just arrange it in、oh, the right、fantastic. order. Otherwise, it might be like ten. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. You're getting ten percent. You're gonna get a one. <laughs> You're gonna get a one percent on this. <laughs> a key point. A key point. Yeah, that's critical. That's critical. <laughs> My last big question of the game, then. Scottish soccer club Inverness Caledonian Thistle decided to use an AI camera system to live stream one of their matches. However, viewers were left disappointed when the camera kept shifting its focus away from the ball. What went wrong? One more time, Scottish soccer club Inverness Caledonian Thistle decided to use an AI camera system to live stream one of their matches. However, viewers were left disappointed when the camera kept shifting its focus away from the ball. What went wrong? 
So, Jabril's, I feel like this is all you, buddy. You're the AI master here. <laughs> um, I feel it's something like the referees holding a ball or something like that. And so, if it's trained to track a ball, it is tracking the wrong ball or something in this direction. I was thinking it's going to track a non-ball. For this question to be brought up in this setting, it's got to be something weird and funny. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like a bald head or mm-hmm. someone bends over and their pants accidentally fall a little too low and it's round. Mm-hmm. Or that's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I mean, you've nailed it. It was one of those things. Which one do you think is A, funniest, and B, most likely in a Scottish soccer match? I feel like those are different. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely is the bald head funniest by far. Is someone bending him? <laughs> yeah, you got there right away. The linesman's head was bald, and the AI system just kept zoning in on that uh, instead of where the ball was actually on the pitch. That's nice. hilarious! Amazing, amazing performance by the AI there. Uh, a statement from the company that provided the camera read, uh, we are aware of the issue with the linesman and we are already working on improving this for the next game. We <laughs> hope this will not happen again. This was while Scotland was under COVID restrictions. So they were mm. minimising the number of people in the stadium. They were using AI systems instead of actual camera operators. And it just just didn't quite work well. My so, question is, are they going to say it's our fault, we'll fix it? Or do they say, linesman, you must wear a hat? Uh, or a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> how how would you fix this, Jibril? You're the AI person here. How do you fix something like that? Uh, I turn into a, a league of its own, where the camera's just distracted by bald head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Inverness Caledonian Thistles match uh, was disrupted for viewers when the AI system tracked the linesman's bald head instead of the ball. Our last guest question of the show then comes from Mark. When you're ready. Okay, the famous Pantheon in Rome was built by filling the space between the walls with earth. Once the dome had been built, how did the authorities encourage the enthusiastic locals to take away the earth for them? And I'll repeat. The famous Pantheon in Rome was built by filling the space between the walls with earth. Once the dome had been built, how did the authorities encourage the enthusiastic locals take away the earth for them. Does anyone know what the Pantheon in Rome looks like? I feel like I should. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit I don't. Uh, is, it a, is it a rectangle thing? It's not the round stadium. The stadium's the Colosseum. Yes. The Pantheon, so, I don't know. I think it's a rectangle with columns, but that's very generic. But you said dome, Mark. Did I say dome? Oh, yeah. Once the dome had been built, that's right. How did the authorities encourage the enthusiasm? Was there only dirt buried between the walls or was there something sprinkled inside the dirt that people wanted to get? Um, You're you're on the right track. You're definitely on the right track. Oh, that'd that'd be a great plan, wouldn't it? That'd be lovely. You just just throw a load of coins in there and... uh, Oh man, that's a great idea to get some cheap construction. <laughs> but no, work this done, is the it? worst because then you're just paying people. It's like you could have just paid them. I guess. <laughs> oh no, you're paying them less because you're like Under. you would have had to give them a wage. But instead, you're Somewhere like, well, there might walls. be something there. And capitalism <laughs> is born. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in these walls are ten thousand 
Roman dollars. Oh and... gosh. <laughs> Is that the answer? That's you guys got it right on. That's exactly wow. literally they wow. the answer says word for word, they scattered gold coins in the soil. Virginia, oh drop your mic and leave it dropped. So wow. there you go. That's how you do a mic drop, <laughs> Tom. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fine. I was like, oh, maybe we do something with the dominant. Nope. Virginia just comes in. And, and takes <laughs> well, the I, I think, with, listen, well, well I don't want to dig up any dirt. The only thing that makes me dig up dirt is like money or food. And it's like, you can't put food in there. <laughs> so are you going to get me money? <laughs> I do wonder, though, because how would you how would you get people to take it all the way off site? Because if you did that today and you said, you know, there's, there's gold in them, there walls, people would tear the walls apart and then just kind of leave the debris scattered on the ground until they found the gold coins. Yeah, the famous... Yeah, that's a good... On the other a, hand, the Roman Empire did have a somewhat different approach to personal freedom, so possibly just pointing spears at people until they took the dirt away. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was like, hey, you can't sift it here on site, take all the dirt away, and then once you leave site, then, you know. So if we go back to money and food as motivators, maybe there's like a free buffet... If you cart your dirt off site to the buffet, then you get to like sit and eat. I would, I, that would get me. So I'd have my money, I'd have my food. I'd be good. So that's right. That's the answer. They scattered gold coins in the soil. One last thing to do then at the start of the show, I asked the question why did Elvis Presley's manager sell badges that say, I hate Elvis? Now, you may have heard this story. Has anyone, has anyone heard this one before? No. I haven't. Mark's going Mark's to say he hasn't, and he's going to remember at the last minute and then give us the answer. <laughs> I, I, do, I do have a guess, though. I do have a guess, but there's a good chance that... Should I say it, or someone else can guess? Go for it. Go for it. This is the last question of the show. This is the, this is the kick around. I know he was very, like... Uh, he, he was very, like... I'm very much an entrepreneur. I do know that about him. That's what I've heard. Like, he basically made Elvis, so he was, like, thinking... So my guess is he was just cornering the market and he knew someone was going to make this, these kind of merch. So he's like, why don't I be the guy to make that? And then he wins on the upside, he wins on the downside. That'd been my guess. And this time you get to drop the mic, Mark, because that was <laughs> exactly the right answer. It was Colonel Tom Parker who had a very good eye for business and just decided, you know what? Someone's going to sell these, so I will as well. Nice. That's amazing. Although, honestly, Mark, I think that... Should, if you want to sell I hate Mark Rober shirts at some point, that is also an option for you. I was thinking I hate Tom Scott shirts, to be honest. I was going that way. <laughs> don't, call, don't corner the market Red. on my merchandise. Yeah, that's right. I won't tell you which line I'll be first in. <laughs> 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 that is our show for today. Thank you very much. We'll start off with Jabril's. Tell us where can people find you and what's going on in your life. Hello, everyone. My name is Jabrils. I am on the internet. You can find me at youtube.com slash at Jabrils, J-A-B-R-I-L-S. I have a bunch of uh, fun computer science, artificial intelligence stuff over there. Come over and have some fun. Virginia. I am at V-G-W Shooty. That's S-C-H-U-T-T-E. Pretty much everywhere. And I, like you said, I'm going to Antarctica in two weeks. I will be at sea for 60 days. So if you follow me, I will point you to all the things we are making about that. And Mark. And I'm Mark Rober on Google, I guess. And I started a toy company <laughs> to get kids stoked about science and engineering called Crunch Labs. And it's also an actual place. It's like a Willy Wonka factory for engineering. Only with less people dying horrifying deaths. 
<laughs> as far as you know. As I far just, as you know. Oh, I, just, I just decided right. to throw in some dark Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, <laughs> knowledge there. Uh, if you'd like to know more about our show or you want to submit, I've got to do that again now. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imply that you're, that you're breaking labor laws, like Mark. So. I think you should leave it. That's good. <laughs> If you want to know more about this show or you want to submit an idea for a question, you can do that at lateralcast.com. We are at lateralcast pretty much everywhere, and you can watch video highlights at youtube.com slash lateralcast. Thank you very much to Mark Rober. Good to be here, yo! To Virginia Shooty. Yay, thanks for having me, Tom. And to Javrils. You're very welcome, Tom. I'm Tom Scott, and this has been Lateral. <laughs>